Uh, remember the three jewels of Taoism, compassion, caring for people, moderation, that's that balance, and humility, not being too full of yourself, um, not being overconfident. So uh, the, another religion we talked about is Judaism. Judaism is going to be kind of a unique religion at its time, which it was uh, founded by a man named Abraham uh, around 2000 B.C., so about 4,000 years ago in what is now Israel. Uh, Judaism is going to be a little bit different than, let's say, the Greeks, Romans, um, Egyptians. The Jewish people, the people that worship um, Judaism, they're going to believe in one God, and the belief in one God is monotheism. Monotheism, one God, polytheism, many gods. So the Jewish people believe in one God. The primary place to find their teachings is in a book called the Torah, which is the same as the first five books of the Old Testament of the Christian Bible. So stories like Adam and Eve and Moses and Noah's Ark, those are all part of the Jewish tradition, and they were part of the Jewish tradition originally. The basic rules of Judaism are the Ten Commandments. Remember, the Ten Commandments are going to also be the basic beliefs of, or the basic rules of Christianity. Remember, uh, Jewish people have strict rules on what they can and cannot eat. They're called kosher. And uh, a couple of things they can't eat is they can't eat shellfish or pork. Uh, the Jewish people worship in a synagogue. That's kind of like their church. And their spiritual leader is a rabbi, which is the Hebrew word for teacher. Remember, uh, the Romans are going to pretty much destroy the Jewish homeland in Israel. And so the Jews are going to be forced to spread, uh, called the Great Diaspora. And the Great Diaspora is going to cause Jewish people to spread throughout the Mediterranean area. So they're not going to be highly concentrated in one place. They're going to be all over the place, kind of. Uh, so another religion, which is very much connected to Judaism, is Christianity. And Christianity is based on the teachings of Jesus Christ. He isn't the one that actually starts the religion, though. Jesus was Jewish. Um, but after his death, his followers start the religion. And it is founded in also what is now Israel, around 33 A.D. And uh, two of the biggest people that allowed for the spread of, the, of Christianity in the early years is St. Paul of Tarsus and St. Peter. Uh, St. Paul uh, did a lot of work spreading um, Christianity all throughout the Mediterranean area. Um, he went to North Africa. He went to uh, Greece. He went to a whole bunch of different places to spread it. And then St. Peter is the, he goes to Rome and he establishes what would become known as the Roman Catholic Church. And it's considered their first pope. Um, the Roman Catholic Church is going to definitely aid in the spread of Christianity throughout the years. Uh, so some of their fundamental beliefs is they believe that Jesus Christ is the Son of God and that he died to have the sins of his people forgiven. That is the huge belief of Christianity. That's what truly separates it from Judaism. Um, the spiritual leader of Christians is called a priest, preacher, pastor, and Christians worship in a church cathed or cathedral. 
The Christian's holy text is the Holy Bible. And there are different parts of the church. Different Christianity is the big umbrella. There's other Christian churches underneath it, uh, like Roman Catholic, Baptist, Methodist, Eastern Orthodox, AME, Pentecostal. There's tons of them. And they all worship Jesus. They all um, read the Bible. But they do things a little bit. They do the worshiping a little bit different, all of them. The last religion and the youngest of the religions we'll talk about is uh, Islam. And Islam was founded by a guy by the name of Muhammad in what is now Mecca, Saudi Arabia, around 610 A.D. Uh, one thing I want to make clear with my discussion on Islam. Uh, Islam is a religion, but a religion isn't what's doing terrorist attacks. Um there is over a billion Muslims in the world. Most are following things how they're supposed to, and they're living good lives and just trying to make it like everybody else. Um, there have been some that have done some bad, some bad acts, but there's been some people of every religion that have done bad acts. Uh, majority of Muslims are peaceful, loving people. So, fundamental beliefs. Most most of the are the people that follow Islam are called Muslims. And the sacred text they follow is called the Quran. Muslims believe in one God and they call him Allah. Remember, he is the same God that the Christians and the Jews worship. They just do it a little bit differently. Muslims name for a church is called a mosque. And the uh, five pillars of Islam, the five most important beliefs of Islam. First of all, they believe that there's no God but Allah and that Muhammad is his prophet. So they don't believe Muhammad is a God or the son of God. They believe he is a prophet. Prayer. Muslims must pray five times a day facing towards Mecca. So they pray five, they take time out of their day every day, five times at certain times a day to pray facing towards Mecca, which is the birthplace of the prophet Muhammad. Muslims believe in charity, so they must give to help the poor, which is something that pretty much every religion believes in. Fasting, Muslims must not eat from sunup to sundown during the holy month of Ramadan. So as a sacrifice to God for everything God has done for them over that year, they do not eat or drink from sunrise to sunset during that month of Ramadan, which is usually towards the end of the year. Um, usually, I think, October-ish. Uh, the fifth one is pilgrimage. Pilgrimage is, a, pilgrimage is a holy journey. And Muslims must visit Mecca once in their lifetime if they're financially able to do so. So, um, they are supposed to visit it. If... In any religion, there isn't somebody that comes to your door if you don't follow one of their beliefs. A belief is between you and your God, depending on what religion you follow. So if you were financially able to and you didn't go, that's something that you would have to take up with your God. Um, Islam spread through two main ways. One of the ways is conquest. So... Muslim armies took territory in North Africa and the Middle East and even made it into Europe, and they brought their religion with them. 
But the Muslim armies did not make Christians and Jews become Muslim. They are going to allow them to be free. They just have to pay a tax to the uh, leader. But they're still going to be allowed to be there, follow their religion. Another way Islam spread is through trade. As Islamic traders traveled, they brought Islam with them. This allowed them to spread through the Silk Road to Pakistan and Afghanistan. So Islam is going to spread out that way. It also is going to allow them to spread across uh, southern Africa or middle, middle of Africa, so like to places like Ghana and Mali in Africa. All right, so for a chance for the five-point bonus on the quiz on Friday, uh, Friday is November 22nd, and it is the anniversary of an important, a huge important event in American history, a tragic, sad event in American history. Um, so it is the 56th anniversary of a tragic event in U.S. history. It happened on November 22nd. I'm not giving you the year because I want you to figure it out. Um, so, it is what tragic event took place on November 22nd in the United States? And you'll need to write that at the bottom of your bubble sheet for the quiz tomorrow. And I hope this helps. And um, we'll talk to you next time on Mr. Sorensen's Weekly World History Podcast. Ciao, Bella. Welcome to Mr. Sorensen's Weekly World History Podcast. So this podcast, we are going to focus on world religions. And I want to make sure I make clear that we're looking at, at, at it in a historical perspective. We're um, not trying to pick one or the other. We are Religion is an important reason why people do some of the things they do. So we are going to try to examine these religions and some of their beliefs and where they came from. Uh, so we can get a better idea of uh, help us figure out why some these civilizations did some of the things they did. So we are going to start with um, the two religions founded in India. First of all, Hinduism. Hinduism does not have a single founding leader. We don't know exactly who started it, but we know a group of people called the Aryans were the first people to practice it. It was founded in India around 1500 BC, so about 3,500 years ago. And the Aryans aren't native to India. They came from Central Asia, so they're going to kind of use this religion as a way to control the native people from India. Um, some of their fundamental beliefs is they believe in many gods or polytheism. They have lots of them. Uh, I just talked about a couple of them. Lord Brahma, who's considered the creator of the world. Lord Vishnu, who's considered the savior of the world. Lord Shiva, who's considered the 
uh, destroyer of the world, and the goddess Lakshmi. She's the goddess of wealth, fortune, and prosperity. Uh, some of the other beliefs of Hinduism is that they believe in reincarnation. And this is something that's going to have in common with Buddhism, too. Reincarnation, your soul passing through many lives to try to meet Brahman. So instead of the idea of heaven, like in Christianity, Judaism, and Islam, they are going to, your goal for those ones are going to be to try to live a good life. And if you've lived a good enough life, uh, your soul will not have to be reborn. But if you, have, if you haven't lived a good enough life, your soul is reborn into another human body. You have no memory of what happened in the previous life, and you have to try again to get it right. And uh, a couple of things that influence whether you have to be born again or what level in the society, in the caste system that we talked about in the last unit, that you're reborn in is karma, living a good life, doing good things, and good things will happen to you. And dharma, which is the idea that your soul, that you have a role or a duty in this universe that you're supposed to follow. You're supposed to do your role and do it exactly how you're supposed to do it. Um, the Vedas are the main religious teachings of the Hindus. So the second one founded in India was founded by a guy named Siddhartha Gautama. And he is, was founded Buddhism. It was founded in India around 500 BC. And Siddhartha Gautama was a Hindu prince. And uh, his mom died when he was young. And he dis his father decided he didn't want him to experience any horrible things. He wanted him to essentially think it's kind of the world was kind of like a Disney movie. Uh, he wasn't allowed to leave the palace grounds, which uh, wasn't too bad because it was a palace and had beautiful gardens and all that kind of stuff. Uh, so he grows up thinking everything's perfect. And um, he gets married, has a son, and eventually his dad can't keep him in the palace anymore. So he wanders out to the nearby village and he sees uh, people starving and begging for food and people sick and dying. Um, stuff that he had never seen before, really. And uh, he realizes that he can't continue to live this amazing life while all these people are suffering. So he leaves the palace and he wanders around India for a while, northern India. And uh, eventually he um, goes to a village and finds a fig tree near the river. And he sits underneath the fig tree and he meditates. And remember, meditation is quiet reflection. Um, being peaceful, clearing your mind. And he sits under this fig tree, the story goes, for 46 days. And after these 46 days, he achieves enlightenment. Enlightenment is a state of mind and wisdom that the Buddhists strive, strive to achieve. Uh, and so it's understanding. And so um, what he does is he, he discovers or he figures out the four noble truths the four basic truths that all Buddhists believe. First of all, he says, life is full of suffering. We all are suffering at some point in our life. Um, and the suffering is caused, the second one is, suffering is caused by our desire for these things we don't need. So we keep on wanting these things that we don't need to survive, and that's what's causing us to suffer. So the third one, it kind of makes sense that if you stop desiring these things, you can become happy. And the fourth one, the way to stop desiring is by finding the or following the eightfold path. So he gives you a path 
on how to do it, how to stop desiring these things. Um, and um, so the Eightfold Path is the proper way to live. And remember the steering wheel of the ship that's the symbol of the Eightfold Path in Buddhism has the eight spokes on it because uh, the Eightfold Path is supposed to help you steer your life in the right direction. And the ultimate goal in Buddhism is if you don't live a good enough life, you're reincarnated. But it's not in a lower caste. You just have to come back until you get it right. And if you get it right, you've reached nirvana. Nirvana is a peaceful feeling of joy and freedom. It's where you've stopped all that desiring and you can just be happy and not have to worry about all that extra stuff in the world. So next, we're going to talk about the Chinese religions, the two Chinese religions we discussed. First of all, Confucianism. Confucianism was founded in China around 500 B.C., and it was founded by a guy named Confucius. And uh, Confucius, he had a job with the government, and he was making good money, but he realized that people in the government weren't exactly being the most honest. So he quits his job, and he essentially becomes a teacher. And he wanders around China and talks about how he feels people should live, and he starts, people start following him. And uh, so some of the fundamental beliefs of Confucianism are uh, a huge importance in family and everybody's role within their family. Remember the five key relationships, the relationship between a parent and a child, a husband and a wife, an older brother and sister or, and a younger brother and sister, older friend and a younger friend, and then uh, on a big level, an emperor and his people. Those relationships are super important to Confucianism. Remember also, Confucianism believes that you should put your, the needs of your family and your community above your own needs. So if everybody is looking out for each other, we're all taken care of. So everybody gets what they need. And um, remember, Confucianism isn't talking about gods and goddesses. Buddhism isn't doing that. Taoism, they're not talking about gods and goddesses. They're simply trying to get you to live your life in a good manner. And remember, the golden rule was with Confucianism. Uh, Confucius came up with the golden rule uh, 500 years before the birth of Christ, and it's not inflicting on others what you do not want yourself. So Taoism. Taoism was also founded in China, and it was founded by a guy named Lao Tzu, and it was founded about 300 B.C., so about 2,300 years ago. Taoism is a huge folk has a huge focus on nature and the Tao is the way and so the proper way to live your life so Taoism believes that people should give up all their worldly desires all their desires for the stuff they don't need in favor of nature and the Tao so getting close with nature uh, one of the symbols of Buddhism or Taoism is the yin yang symbol and the yin-yang symbol represents balance and harmony that people should try to have in their lives. So remember, not going to extremes one way or the other. We looked at uh, some of those characters from Winnie the Pooh and the Tao of Pooh, and we looked at things like um, how Tigger doesn't think anything through, and he just goes and does whatever. He, like somebody says, you can jump over that 100-foot tree? Sure. Whether he can or not, it doesn't matter. He just does. doesn't think anything through. And then we have Piglet who Piglet is too scared to try and do anything, really, because he's overthinking everything. So 
you don't want to be in the Tigger way. You don't want to be in the Piglet way. You want to be somewhere in the middle. And that's kind of where um, in Winnie the Pooh, Winnie the Pooh is. Uh, he's not really extreme on one or the other in any aspect except for the honey, of course. But um, he kind of represents a balance. And uh, he also represents another of the fundamental beliefs of Taoism, the uncarved block. Uh, because he, uncarved block is your potential of your mind. And so he, you can, it's like an empty slate. He can uh, change his mind. He can make his decisions. But he doesn't do it on one extreme or the other. 